I found this new study station and I'm obsessed. I've been getting so much work done in my office with it on because it's like the perfect music to concentrate to. I found them on Instagram on a study Instagram page and I'm so glad that I did. That's the music you heard for a second in the background today. I do not own it. They're called Chill with Taki, I believe, and they're on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. I have their playlist on Apple Music and I'm subscribed on YouTube because it's bomb. I listen to it when I'm in my office and sometimes I even listen to the station when I go to sleep. I actually listened to it last night and the night before. I'll turn it on, hit my vape pen, hit my bowl or both depending on the day, (laughs) take a Pungent Greens gummy and knock the fuck out. I'll leave the study station info in the show notes though. On another note, I think I want roller skates, y'all. I have a few friends online that roller skate, and it looks so fun, but I'm just terrified I'm going to break my neck. (laughs) But I follow a few skate pages, and I've been watching some girls skate online, and my homegirl skates in her kitchen and her house, and I'm trying to, you know, skate on my hardwood floor with my homegirl Steph, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But for real, though, I've been watching some people skate. And then there's, like, skate progressions. So good. So good. Like, they were terrible. And now they're, like, great at skating. So, yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I've been seeing some adorable skates that I now want. So I think roller skating might just be my next new hobby. Do y'all skate? Anybody else picking up any new hobbies? I know a lot of people picked up new hobbies during the pandemic because what else were we doing? But roller skating, for what I've seen, has been like a really great way to get in shape, have fun, meet new people. So I think I might just jump on board because me and my little introverted heart want to roller skate too. Plus, again, I have hardwood floors upstairs in my house, so I can practice like all the time. (laughs) Woo woo. Anyway, y'all, let's get into this episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom, talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not. Every stage of motherhood is awkward. Whether you have one kid or six, you're a dog mom, or you feel like your partner's mom, things can get messy. I'm for sure an awkward mom, navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life. Feel stuck in an identity crisis? Feel like your life lacks direction? Goals feel distant? Well, you're not alone. Tune in every Wednesday as I go through the crazy coaster called life with you. This podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is, awkward. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now. y'all and welcome back to the podcast if you're new here hello how are you i'm lola and welcome to the awkward mom stage and if you're back for another episode thank you so much for supporting the show today's episode we're talking about self-knowledge questions you should know the answers to but if you don't even know the questions how are you going to know the answers right well don't worry because your girl's got the questions you should be asking yourself right here when starting the self-love and discovery journey of mine, I didn't realize that part of the journey was going to be me finding myself yet again. 
I thought it would be all like chill vibes and I'd just keep saying I love myself and one day I'd wake up a new woman. Ha. Yeah, I was wrong as hell. Getting married and having kids young, especially when you're still kind of growing up and learning about yourself and what you want and don't want and what you like and what you don't like, I can tell you firsthand that the shit you were okay with at 23 is definitely not trying to be what you're getting down with at 35. You also realize how important values, conversations, and all that are before committing your life to someone forever, you know? But that's also shit you should learn when you're growing up. Not all of us had that luxury of like super doting parents or whatever. So we work with what we got. I know for me, at least, the journey along this self-love and discovery road is a hard one. Especially if both you and your partner have no guidance and no good examples of healthy relationships and marriages to go off on. So I definitely lost myself in the last mm, 12 years of my life. Everything in my life changed pretty drastically within a few short months. After marriage and more kids, my life changed even more. From life struggles, mental struggles, financial struggles, emotional battles, postpartum, and the works. I couldn't tell you who I was if you held me at gunpoint, honestly. I actually could probably sing all the words to Doja Cat's moo before I could answer that question. With that said, that isn't a good look. So I had to really start looking inside myself and figuring out what I wanted, what I missed, what I need out of life, love, relationships, and all of that. So here are some of the most important questions you should be asking and answering for yourself to help you learn more about who you are and what you want and how to be happy in your life. You'll definitely grow leaps and bounds once you figure yourself out and what you want. That's the first huge step. Then the next would be going after it without fear, which is another thing that's easier said than done. Because the whole point is to figure out what makes you truly happy and what's going to be the best course of action in life for you, right? So let's get into it. Okay, so who are you? The greatest blind spot we all have is ourselves. We don't know ourselves that well, and we certainly don't see ourselves the way others do. Honestly, truly knowing yourself might be one of the biggest challenges you'll ever face in life, but it's certainly a challenge that's worth pursuing, I think. I know I said that in a, a question manner, but no, seriously, it's really a good idea to know yourself. Knowing yourself better has many benefits. You become better at managing yourself and your life. You become better at deflecting situations that aren't good for you, knowing when to walk away. And it makes self-love a whole lot easier, too, because when you truly know yourself, then you know exactly what you need, you know, when you need it. You know, mind, body, and soul type shit, I think. Well, anyway, I found 14 self-knowledge questions that you should ask yourself. I'll answer them too so we can see if this self-love and discovery thing is doing anything for me yet. <laughs> Number one would be, what activities do I engage in to distract myself from my challenges? Basically, everyone has different ways of avoiding the things that we don't want to do. You might go to eating, shopping, watching TV, on the internet all day, calling or texting a friend or friends, cleaning the house reading a book, or doing literally anything that's not the task you need to be working on. 
for me, I will either obsessively clean, watch TV, or like get stuck on Instagram or in TikTok all day, you know? I mean, as soon as it's time to do whatever task or face whatever obstacle, I automatically default to like my comfort activity of some sort to distract myself with a distraction from the thing that I actually need to not be distracted from in the first place. You follow me? Hence the fact I found that study station I talked about in the intro today because I would get so distracted trying not to focus on whatever task that I would just start watching whatever I turned on. Even if I had already watched it a million times and knew all the words, yes, The Office is one of my many comfort distraction shows. <laughs> or I would play music and then get distracted by the lyrics and then I'm playing out music videos in my head instead of focusing on said task. So it was just a cycle that needed to be broken in order to get anything done. With that said, you need to figure out what your go-to distractions are and when you catch yourself defaulting to those, Stop and find something that's going to help you stay on task or get away from that distraction so you're able to continue working on whatever you need to get done or focus on. Maybe even get an accountability partner or like, you know, tell your significant other or whatever to help you at certain times or certain days to help keep you on task and away from your distraction zones so you can focus on whatever your attention needs to be on, you know, just to get it over with already. Understanding how you distract yourself allows you to notice when you're avoiding what needs to be done. So put down the chips and step away from the remote and get to work. Number two is what would I tell my younger self? I've heard this question like many times in life, actually. I feel like once I hit the age of like 25 and up, I kept hearing people ask that question more and more. Everyone wishes they had like a time machine so they could go, you know, give themselves a do-over. I don't know how many movies, shows, etc. have sparked conversations of going back in time and correcting many mistakes and righting many wrongs. But since that's not an option at the moment, we'll put a pin in that one. And as for ourselves, we'll ask ourselves now, what would you tell your younger self? For me, I think the biggest thing I would tell myself is don't rush. Live life. Learn another language fluently. Learn all you can about credit, investing, stocks, just all that adulting stuff that they don't actually teach you in school, but they should. Manifest, travel, be young, explore, get out and meet new people, try new things, experience love and heartbreak so that way when you find true love, there's no doubt forgive and let go but mostly to know love yourself unapologetically be and do who and what makes you truly happy and do it for you because trust me when i say doing things to please others will get you nowhere as an enneagram 2 i wholeheartedly understand being a people pleaser and it has gotten me nowhere that i wanted to be in the past or present I would tell my younger self to trust yourself and listen to your gut. Don't always be so quick to judge, but also don't always act on impulse. Sometimes impulsive decisions lead to poor choices or consequences you didn't foresee after the fact. So yeah, I think that's what I would tell my younger self. So what about you? What would you tell your younger self? Number three is at what time of day can you focus the most easily? 
for me focus is hard because it really depends on the day like what's going on what happened the night before if i'm sick if i'm dealing with like some personal shit it's really gonna vary but on a regular basis like on a regular day we'll say on a summer because it's summer vacation right now so like as of right now i can focus early morning like right now i'm recording this podcast early in the morning because everyone's still sleeping and it's quiet so I can just come down in my office do my thing and not have to worry you know about it sounding like elephants are trampling my living room as my children are running back and forth it so you know early mornings early early late mornings is when I focus best that's when I'm up had my coffee got my mind right everybody's still asleep so it's quiet in the house Or during, like, the school year, it's after, you know, I've gotten the kids off to school and I'm back. I've done, I've gone through my whole morning routine and whatnot. Then I can sit and focus when the house is quiet. I also will tend to sit and plan things out better for the following days or whatever, like, in the evening after the house has calmed down and everyone's relaxing or asleep. That's when I can focus the most as well. Basically, anytime the house is quiet, y'all, like, that's, if you're picking up what I'm putting down when it's quiet that's when I can focus which most people experience a better ability to focus either earlier in the day or later in the day so finding out when you find it easiest to focus will help you figure out how you can use that information in your daily life so you're focusing better and then getting more stuff done and feeling less stressed and overwhelmed in the process number four is at what time of day Am I the most creative? And I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with number three, because when you're able to focus, you can accomplish more. And if you're, you know, a creative of any kind, you know that you need concentration. So when are you at your best creatively? Once you find out when and how you can focus the best, then you can see the patterns of when your creativity peaks as well. Then you can take that information and see how you can use it in your daily life. If you're trying to start a business or, you know, your business or job involves you being creative, then knowing the best times for you to focus and create can be detrimental to your life in more ways than one. Okay, so numbers five and six kind of roll with each other, too, because one of the questions is what are 10 words that accurately describe you? Why did I say I would answer these here? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But really, though. What are 10 words that I think describe me right now? Hmm, I'd say I describe myself right now as quiet, creative, monotone, honest, loyal, hardworking, strong, reliable, accidentally funny. Seriously, because like people say I'm funny sometimes and I'm like, am I though? (laughs) Wasn't I just being mean? I don't know. It could be my sarcasm. Who knows? But I think that's it. Oh, and driven makes 10 for me. So... And I mean, you have to be honest with yourself when answering this too, because like it'll help in the long run. If when you picked your 10 words, those weren't the words that you wanted to describe you, then number six, which is what are the 10 words that you wish described you? Now that's when you would list the 10 words you wish were accurate about you. So for me, I think any other words I would say, I would want to to describe me let's see uh they're like ambitious confident which that was in last week's episode when we discussed the differences in self-esteem and self-confidence 
I want both high self-esteem and self-confidence. So, uh, but confidence is your ability. So I want people to describe me as having both. So successful, inspirational, courageous, adventurous, rich. <laughs> no, seriously, though, I, I do want to be rich. <laughs> as Cher would say, I want to be a rich man. I don't want to need one. But anyway, if you don't like the words that describe you now, then you'll want to list the words that you actually want to describe you and work towards those. Hey, y'all. Lola here. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't already, it would be so great if you could leave a rate and review so I know how I'm doing. Don't forget to check the show notes for links from today's show and any other information you may need. There's also some great books listed, our Facebook group link, and you can always follow us on Instagram at The Awkward Mom Stage for updates, reels, clips from the show, and more. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, number seven gets a little deeper, and it's what am I currently tolerating in my life? For me, there's a lot of things I'm tolerating that I shouldn't, and that's on me for not figuring my shit out sooner. But hey, we're all learning here. I do know that I'm currently tolerating a shitty bedtime and wake-up routine, and I've been depriving myself of healthier lifestyles, like, for a while now. So I'll just go ahead and spill the beans on that one. I've honestly given up on my health journey. I really need to get back to it, but personal shit has gotten in the way, and I just, I don't know, I'm just, I have no motivation for it. I don't, I don't know. But we will save all that for another day. (laughs) You'll want to make a list of the things that you're currently tolerating. Is it your boss, your partner, the shitty neighbor in 12B that doesn't respect how thin your walls are, an unreliable car? your health issues or the weight you've gained or you wanted to lose debt bad sex shitty weed is your kid being an asshole is your cat looking at you shifty is your extended car warranty really in need of renewing whatever it is what are you tolerating that you wish was out of your life you got to sit down and make a list and then tackle that list one by one obviously if your obstacle is like a person or a pet or whatever it's gonna take some finesse but you got to get the, to the bottom of whatever it is that you're tolerating in life that's like totally unnecessary and blocking you from what your life can truly become. Number eight is that question that I feel you see on those like spiritual billboards and shit where I ask you like, what do you believe is the meaning of life? That is the question, by the way. <laughs> what is the meaning of life to you? And are you living your life accordingly? If the answer is no, which my answer is no, so we need to sit down and hash out what the meaning of life is to us and then get to living that way. For me, I guess I like I want peace, land, fresh air, happy family. Sounds like a movie, right? If I want it, I can have it. You just got to do the work to get there. So I guess I got to figure out the meaning of life for me first and then go from there. Number nine really should have been up there with like lucky number seven and the what are you tolerating question because this one is if I had to drop one person from my life, who would it be? That would also go with the who or what am I tolerating list because someone you need to drop from your life but haven't yet is in fact someone or a situation you are tolerating. So you need to sit and name that one person or people because it might not just be one that you would eliminate from your life. 
But if you had to choose just one, pick that person and then answer the question, why that person? Then ask, why are they still a part of your life? Then go from there on how and when you're going to remove them. Also, removing someone from your life may not be a permanent thing. It could just be that season you're in isn't one they can be in with you. Or they may be blocking you from greater things, whether you or them realize it or not. Or maybe they do realize it and they're doing it on purpose or out of fear for you or them or whatever. Either way, you need to eliminate the negativity or the blockage in your life in order to move forward. So pull out those scissors and snip, snip. We're down to number 10, y'all. We got four life-altering questions to answer after that, and we're done listing all the ways we've been blocking our blessings. (laughs) Just kidding, but seriously, the question is, what would be the perfect day for me? It's easier to have a good day if you know what a great day looks like. For some, it could be a great day at the beach, relaxing on the sand, alone or with family and friends. For me, I love to sightsee, so getting to find a cool new spot to explore and take pictures or try a new activity or food, those days are usually the most fun for me. So I think that would be for sure my answer is a fun day of exploring or eating good food. My favorite thing is going to New York and taking foodcations walking the city and eating food yeah bomb anywho you'll want to describe your perfect day then you'll want to take that day and basically one up it (laughs) i guess because after describing your perfect day you now want to try to describe an even better day than that i don't know it's these are the instructions y'all i'm just don't shoot the messenger (laughs) number 11 may be a pretty easy one for some which is Whom do I respect? For me, I would say I respect women grinding and doing the damn thing and just being themselves. I mean, my list couldn't just be one person because there's so many women that I respect and admire for what they have accomplished or and just for some just being them from celebrities to my personal friends to my can of moms, just being who they are and living life. You know, I guess for me, it would be many but if you have just one particular you can list that person and then list why you respect that person and do you have any of the same traits as this person how would your life change if you had those traits just kind of sit think of a person that you respect the most and then figure out why you respect them and figure out how you can be more like that basically hey y'all it's lola here host and producer of the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. And let me tell you, hosting and producing this podcast is not easy. I had no idea what I was doing, and I still kind of don't. Don't tell anyone, but I don't. Buzzsprout has definitely been there to help me along the way, from hosting to helpful videos on what to do, how to edit, where to go, how to get music, you name it, they let you know how to do it. And their Facebook community is even more helpful. So let me tell you now, If you're a podcaster or you're trying to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They've got everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius. And Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. 
So if you're interested, you can definitely click the link in the show notes and it will take you to Buzzsprout and they will walk you through everything you need on getting your podcast up, running and ready to go. Now back to the show. Number 12 is what would I do if I were less afraid? I mean, for me, I can think of so many things. Public speaking, I would definitely put myself out there more, talk a little more freely. If I were less afraid, I know fear limits everyone. There's always something that limited someone's ability to do something. No matter who they are, at one point in their life, Fear either stopped them or came deathly close to stopping them from doing something they wanted to do. And the biggest difference in those people and the ones still holding on to fear, myself included in that mix, are those that are those people that didn't let fear stop them. Is those people are successful in whatever it was they were trying to do before fear stepped in and tried to ruin them. So you'll want to sit and think in what ways is fear limiting you? Most people believe they have like conquered their fears when in reality they found ways to avoid those fears instead. A life built around the need to avoid your fears is a life that's going to be limited, my friend. Number 13 is what's my greatest weakness? I feel like this question was on like so many of those stupid online applications you have to fill out to get a job. And it's like, stop playing with me. You know damn well you don't care about my weaknesses. You're just going to pay me the lowest wage you possibly can to put the most money in your own pocket and make me do the most work so let's whatever (laughs) anyway seriously you want to find your biggest weakness so you can correct it and turn it into a strength my biggest weakness is people pleasing again with the enneagram 2 we can go all the way back to the podcast archives to season 2 episode 4 finding your true self what's your enneagram and myers-briggs personality type where I talk all about my Enneagram and Myers-Briggs results and people-pleasing was my weakness for sure. No one is perfect and weaknesses are part of life. You want to ask yourself, what is your weakness and how is it impacting your life? How can you work around it or better yet, work on it? All right, y'all, last but not least is number 14. What is my greatest strength? Again, another one of those bum-ass questions they put on a job application. Anyway, once you've figured out your weakness, you'll want to figure out what your strength is, too. My greatest strength is probably my creativity and imagination. I have a really great imagination, and I love that about myself. It keeps me young. (laughs) No, but you want to see how can I use my greatest strength to my best advantage. Ask yourself, have I been taking full advantage of my strength? Once you sat down and answered all the questions, you can really sit and reflect on the answers and see what you need to work on. Knowing yourself makes you powerful. If you know your strengths, your weaknesses, and how to manage yourself effectively, you become a powerful person. If you know the type of person you want to be and how you want to live, you have a direction in which you want to go and you know how to get there. Knowing yourself fully is really the true path to freedom. Well, that's it for this episode, y'all. Don't forget to check out the free Facebook group for the podcast as well. We're starting to get more members, so yay! 
as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, please rate and leave your girl a written review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let me know you're listening and you love it. If you want to share the love, simply screenshot this episode, tag me at the Awkward Mom Stage on Instagram, and share it on your stories so others can find the podcast as well. I'll reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you'd like to donate to the podcast to help with behind the scenes, or you just want to buy this hot mess mama a coffee, you can do that as well with the buy me a coffee link. If you're loving the show and have topics you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. I hope you all have a happy hump day. And if it's not Wednesday when you're listening to this, I hope you have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all-new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy Hump Day. And always remember you're beautiful. Lola. Lola.